Indie artist Flo joins us for a special performance in person live from Nashville as well as on the phone on a dual interview episode of the Music Universe podcast. Hey Flo, welcome to the Music Universe podcast. How are you? Hi, thanks for having me. I'm good. How are you? Oh, I am just grand. I'll tell you what, I was tired and then you came on the line and your your cheery attitude just perked me right up. I feel really, really good and really just energized talking with you. Some big things are happening for you. You're single. You're launching your single. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so I just recently released my song called Talking to Myself. And mm-hmm. I wrote it last year with my friend Noah Henson. And... We recorded it about a year ago, exactly, but it was finally finished early this year. And, yeah, you know, everything started happening with coronavirus. Shows started being put on hold. Everything just kind of was put on hold, you know. And so we were like, you know what, let's just release a song. And talking to myself is such a fun, upbeat vibe. And I was like, you know, I want to give something positive and and light for people who support me to have fun and sing and dance. Absolutely. And talking to myself kind of has, now I just got the file. I haven't had a chance to listen to the song just yet, but even just the title you hear talking to myself, that has a little, little quarantine vibe to it, you know, but you did it a year ago. (laughs) Oh my God. Absolutely. You have no idea how many times, like I've used that as a joke. It's like, Oh, yeah. No, I'm talking to myself all day long because of quarantine. So it's been a funny pun. <laughs> yeah. Tell us uh, tell us about uh, the track itself a little. You know, what, what kind of uh, tempo we talk and what, what kind of um, what kind of inspirations behind it besides COVID. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so this song is just full of sass. It, it is just sass. You know, it's super um, cheeky and it's you know, very like breakup song. Um, and okay. So it's about a relationship that's not working out. And Mm -hmm. one side is fighting to make the relationship work and the other one wants it to work, but isn't really willing to put in the effort. And that's how the title came about. The relationship feels so one-sided that, you know, it's like you're talking to yourself and because of that, you want out. So that's what the story of the song really revolves around. So that's great. Now, you have such a unique and interesting background uh, to you. Tell us where you're from. Tell us where you live now. And tell us how your background influences your music. Okay. Get ready because you're in for a ride. It's a bit of a long story. <laughs> that's, well, we got time. We got time. Come on. Give it to us. Perfect. So I was born in Chile in 1999, which makes me yeah. 21 years old right now. And at the age of six, I moved to Canada. My dad's Chilean Canadian, so we moved to Canada for a couple of years. A Chilean, that's great. A Chilean, <laughs> that's great. Uh, anyway, sorry. Okay. I love that. A Chilean, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, I'm in a weird mood. It's late. No, I love that. I'm going to use that from now on. I'm so going to use that. That is amazing. Please, Please, Please do. do. <laughs> And so um, I lived in Canada for a couple of years, and then at the age of eight, I moved back to Chile, which is actually where I joined the school choir, and that is what inspired me to start singing. Um, Then uh, I moved to Singapore at the age of 13. I know, pretty crazy. 
uh, 13-year-old Flo was definitely not expecting that. But it was such Why'd a Why'd you move? move? Because Why? of my dad's job. All, all uh-uh. of our moves for my family happened because of my dad's job. And, okay. yeah, it was honestly just such a phenomenal experience to live in such a beautiful country with so many different cultures. And, you know, you, you asked before if, if I think that they've affected me as a musician and oh my god absolutely yes you know everything from the way I sing to what I write you know and I I'm pretty lucky to have lived in so many different places because it just provides so much inspiration and it's pretty funny because I'll do I'll do a lot of co-writes when I'm in Nashville Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. every co-write I'm like okay okay how do we sneak in some Latin in here (laughs) you know so I always try to do that. So literally in every single one of my songs, whether it be in in the way I'm writing the lyrics, you know, in the way I'm saying or describing something that I would do in Spanish or the rhythm or or the chord progression, like I always, it's really important to me to have a little bit of my Latin, you know, roots in there. Oh, yeah. There's quite a few um, Latin roots in... uh country uh at least in nashville if you if you think about it yeah so yeah it's really cool and right now i'm in miami before (laughs) um coronavirus happened i was really just back and forth from nashville and miami mostly nashville it was getting towards that point but um i have family here so you know just been chilling here and working here while everything happens and all that yeah now, what kind of music were you exposed to in Singapore? Was it right? I want to make sure I heard that right. What what kind of music were you exposed to in Asia? So, when I was living in Singapore, I was exposed, you know, there, there's so many different cultures. So, I, you know, heard pop. I, it was really funny. We even got to hear Latin music there, which was just really unexpected. But it was pretty popular there, you know, lots of K-pop. Um, and I, when I was in, in high school there, I actually also got to study Indian music, Chinese music, like traditional, um, Japanese, mm-hmm. Indonesian. So yeah, I was pretty much exposed to, you know, almost everything, you know? Yeah. Very, very Love multicultural. That. Um, how many, um, how many languages, uh, are you fluent? So in English and Spanish. But I studied Mandarin for a few years when I lived in Singapore. It's been hard to keep that up because I don't really have anyone to practice it with. But, you know, I can still communicate. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So what's next for you? You, you have this single. There's an album in the works. What other projects are coming up for you? So along with talking to myself, we actually also recorded on EP, which was my first EP, which was so exciting. You have no idea how memorable and beautiful that whole experience was. So there's that. I really hope to release more songs in in the near future. And I just really hope it's safe to go out and play shows because playing shows is probably one of my favorite things to do. I love connecting with my audience. And yeah, so... That's in the works right now, and 
I'll keep you posted. <laughs> yeah. Are, are you doing any uh, live streaming or any performances virtually right now? Yeah, I was actually just a part of the um, a little like weekend uh, online festival kind of thing for Country Slay. Oh, cool. And yeah, and also on like my Instagram, I go live and yeah, just finding any way to get my music out and connect with listeners and all. Absolutely. Well, we really, really hope that everything goes extraordinarily well for you, Flo. This was, oh my God, you are a bright spot in our day. Let me tell you. Oh, wait, before we go, buddy, dogs, go. You know, I, I kind of stalking you on social media before we came on here, and I see you have a golden retriever. I have one, too. Really? They are the cutest things. Oh, yeah, her oh name's Savannah. Okay, wait, okay. So that golden retriever in, in on my Instagram isn't actually mine, but you have no idea. My, I'm getting a golden retriever at the end of the year, and he was born on Monday. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. he's a little baby. I love golden retrievers with all of my heart. You have, I've Do you had have a name yet? All my life. Yes, his name is going to be Maximo. Maximo. <laughs> I love that. That is. Cute. Have you seen him yet? No, I haven't. I probably won't be able to see him until the day he can come home, um, which is December seventh. Oh. But trust me, mm. I am counting down the days. I am the biggest dog lover and animal lover. Oh, I do love talking about dogs. Don't even get me started. I can go on and on. I have oh. five different ones, and they're all different breeds. And one of them, the little Pomeranian, is lying right oh. next to me during this interview. I'm surprised he's that quiet. Oh, that is so sweet. Yeah. Now, I, I will. I, I found out something that I'll, I'll share with you. With uh, Golden Retrievers, they have the long ears, and I just literally took mine to the vet yesterday because she had an ear infection because her ears they don't stand up so they don't air out so if you see anything black inside of his ears or he's scratching his head a lot get get to a vet because they had to put her under and clean basically scrape all that out so she oh, feels wow. better so uh -huh. yeah and now she's got Thank some meds so and has to Thank go back you. and has to go back in three weeks i i've had dogs all my life and never experienced that but uh so, yeah, keep that in mind if that ever happens because you want to we'll make do. sure he's okay. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, hey, at least half the time we talked about dogs. That's always a great thing, right? <laughs> I love that. Always a great thing. <laughs> always. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Flo, we're going to have you back again and again as these projects keep piling up. Uh, keep telling Scott to uh, to ping us. This was great. This was a lot of fun. You were great. I'm sorry we couldn't go longer, but we, we hit on everything and this will make a nice, short, sweet episode to uh, to introduce everybody to you. So thank you so much. We really appreciate it. You guys are so sweet. I, I love talking about dogs. This is such a great interview. <laughs> thank you, guys. We love it. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> well, Flo, welcome to Nashville Coffees for interview part two. It is so good to see you in person. We love talking to you on the phone. And uh, the two of you bonded over your love of dogs, and now Jesse, his <laughs> daughter over here, talking about golden retrievers. But you're here. You live in Miami. I did not know that. And did did I hear you just before we started? Your family's in Singapore. 
Yeah, my family is in Singapore. I live in Miami. My grandma lives in Chile. So it's very all over the place. <laughs> Have you seen your family since March? I actually haven't. I haven't seen my grandma since February, my dad, my brother, my sister since February, then my other sister and my mom I haven't seen since um, June. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's got to be tough. Yeah. So are you like not easy. self-isolating by yourself? Or? Yeah. Yeah. And then I have um, a close group of friends that are very careful and, you know, cautious with everything. And I see them every once in a while. Have you your we talked a little bit earlier in the phone part about your international upbringing. Do you consider that a blessing or a challenge? Or was it both? I think it's more a blessing than anything else. I'm really grateful to have gotten the experiences that I did growing up. You know, it really opened my mind and allowed me to travel and learn and that really influenced my music as well. So really a blessing. It can be difficult in moments like this where, you know, you can't see your family, which is hard because I love my family more than anything else in the world, but mostly a blessing. Do you, do you typically get to FaceTime them or video chat? <laughs> oh yeah, I FaceTime them like 10 times a day. Yeah, and, and it's hard, let me tell you, it's hard because there's a, a 13 hour difference. Oh. So, oh, with, with Nashville it's a 14 hour difference, but we still manage to FaceTime like, like five times a day, four times, you know. So are you restless? Are you one of these people who likes to travel and staying in one place for so long? Cause like, I'll tell you what, I got on the plane, come here, it's my happy place. I was so happy. <laughs> um, do you like to travel? I love traveling. Like, I love it. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy learning just in general. So being able to travel and get to know different places and different cultures and, you know, all of that is really exciting. But I'm also the type of person that, no pun intended, very lame, but I really just go with the flow. Mm -hmm. So if I'm, in, <laughs> if I'm in one place, I'm really happy, you know? And if I'm traveling, I'm really happy. I just, you know, I go with whatever life throws at me. I love that. Yeah. Now, you, you just mentioned you're getting a golden retriever I 16 am. days from the time we're recording this. Dogs. How is that? Uh, yes, I'm going with the dog. <laughs> I love dogs. Is that going to, uh, are you going to be able to take the dog with you when you travel? Yeah. yeah. Can you do it overseas? Can you take him? Um, overseas, I'm not sure, but I don't really plan on traveling overseas anytime soon. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but he'll, he'll be coming to Nashville. And what's his name again? Maximo. That's right. How'd you, just, how'd you settle on that name? I've always wanted a dog, a golden retriever boy named Max. And I'm like, you know, no, no, we got to throw in some Latin in there, some, some Spanish, so turned it into Maximo. I, I will tell you, they, they're the greatest dogs. My girl, golden retriever, Savannah, which she named. Uh -huh. um, is the most energy. You never find her without a toy <laughs> in her mouth. It's usually a ball, and it's usually a blue ball, <laughs> because I've bought her um, several before, and she always navigates to the blue ones, but she's she can be mean towards the other dogs if you if, <laughs> if they get in her territory. Uh -huh. so you've never had a golden retriever. They're great, but they can be territorial. Yeah. Dogs are great, but music is forever. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So let's talk music. How do you take all of those different influences, living in Asian countries, living in Latin countries, living in Miami, coming to Nashville, how do you take those influences and meld them into your music? I mean, 
more than just music, like traveling and having all these different cultures just has really shaped me as a person. Mm -hmm. And so naturally it just goes into my music, you know, like it, this is really funny, but any writing session that I go to in my head, I'm like, hmm, how do we get some Latin in here? Like whether that be like some, you know, Spanish saying that you say in Spanish, like a phrase, I'm like, okay, how do we translate that into English? Or if it's like in the chord progression or if it's the rhythm, I always want it to have a little bit of Latin music influences in there. Do you, and with your guitar and you play piano, and mm -hmm. do you play kind of that Latin rhythm guitar? Like you play it and then you use the body as, as like a percussive. Have you gotten into any of that at all? Not yet, because I actually only started playing guitar like a year and a half ago or like two years ago. Wow. I know, <laughs> but it's definitely something I'm very interested in. I love Latin music, so. And so being in Nashville where there's all types of musical influences mm -hmm. has to even broaden that for you. Oh, absolutely. I love Nashville. I just love like the culture of storytelling here. It's yeah. so, so beautiful. beautiful and that's, that's what really you know, draws me into country music. That's what I love about it. Sure. Plus, plus with Nashville, it's a big uh, community. So yeah. as long as you're willing to take advice, and this is for anybody, anyone willing to take advice and have a good head on their shoulders, everyone's willing to help. It's exactly. but a friendly type of thing. Yeah, and I believe that, you know, there's always something that you can improve on, like always. like straight up facts, like you can always be better at something. So yeah, it's really important to listen. Well, the thing about country music, I haven't finished the Ken Burns documentary, but the thing you learn right away when you start studying is it is a crossroads of all music. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I, talking to you, I'm thinking of like the Mavericks. Their singer, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but their mm -hmm. singer is is Latin. I don't know if he's Mexican or Spanish, but I know he's he's some sort of of some sort of Latino descent, and that sort of Tex-Mex gets injected into into their music. So mm -hmm. country really is a canvas for all types of influences. Yeah, it's really really cool. That's what I love about it. Mm -hmm. Now, so who who are some of your uh, and if we ask this in the first interview, forgive me, but who are some of your <laughs> influences musically that you look after that kind of you know just shape you? Um, so I love Carrie Underwood. She's a queen. I love Shakira. I definitely listened to her a lot while growing up. Um, I love Adele. Incredible voice, incredible songs. Um, love Marin Morris, Ricky Martin. Um, I also listened to a lot of Foo Fighters while growing up, which is really fun. Yeah. yeah, I have a lot of funny stories from their concerts crazy times. How many times have you seen them? I've seen them twice and they were both crazy. I saw them, the last time I saw them was in Singapore with my family and I I think I must have been 18, I'm 21 now, and I was with my sister and we decided it would be a good idea to separate from the rest of my family because we, we're all really big Foo Fighters fans and we were like, let's go to the mosh pit. <laughs> and we tried that and basically there were just a lot of like big tall men everywhere and we almost like got trampled and it was it was just a whole thing. Okay, <laughs> since you bring up your family and if you can't answer this, we we will cut this out, but I'm just so curious what your family does. 
to live such an international life? Is it military? <laughs> or can you talk about that? Yeah, my dad's um, an engineer, oh, wow. and and yeah, he works in the trading of copper. Oh wow! Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. What's the second funny story or interesting crazy story with the Foo Fighters? <laughs> so that was like my first rock concert. Um, it was at the Lola Palusa in Chile yeah. mm. when I was 12. And I was with my family again, but I was also with um, my best friend in Chile and her family. And we were, we, our arms were linked and all of a sudden the music starts and I don't know what happened, but it's like a wave just took her and her family away. And all of a sudden they just like zoomed, <laughs> zoomed away. It was the wildest thing. I was like, okay. Mom, can you hold my hand a little tighter, please? And you know, I almost heard of Motley Crue before it got canceled. I'm like, no, I don't uh -huh. think so. It's a little, <laughs> at 10, I think Motley Crue's a little too intense. Crazy yeah. concert stories. I'm trying to think, um, if I've ever, no, I pretty much go sit down. I know that my craziest thing is like one time I got press tickets to see Pentatonix and it rained the whole time and it was miserable. Oh no. It really colored my experience. <laughs> it was oh, like, no. not good. So. Those crazy concert stories. And we miss performing too. I bet you miss performing. Oh, yeah. And you just performed here in Nashville the other night. Tell us how it felt to get back up on stage again. Honestly, it was just so exciting. I performed at the Mockingbird Theater in Franklin. And it's, it's just such a really pretty, lovely stage and space. And to me, that's like really important, you know? for it to be like a nice vibe. And it really was, it was just lovely. And when I got on there, normally I'm like a little nervous cause that, you know, that happens to everyone. But I was just like, let's do this. You know, I, I wasn't nervous at all. I was just like, I want to do this. Let's, let's perform, let's just have fun. And it was really nice. It's kind of weird cause people were wearing masks, but yeah. you know, let's stay safe and. I know, isn't it weird is like when we're walking and we, we seeing people we just did the Opry tour, in fact, and we're seeing uh -huh. these videos of just everybody from in the past not wearing them. And now it's like our new norm now. Yeah. And it's weird to see people that, when you're wearing them, aren't, whether they're performing or they're just doing whatever. It's just it's almost... Which it's tells me the mask thing uh, is not going to be permanent because there's such this dichotomy of when can we take them off? Yeah. Is it appropriate to take it off? Can we take it off to do this? So everybody wants to get out of them. We're, I don't think our conscious and our animal instinct are going to let us, you know, close up our faces for the rest of for the rest of time. So mm -hmm. we will get through this. It's just yeah. going to take a bit of time. Yeah, but I mean, it, and you're seeing them with the mask though, and being able to perform those just had to be kind of surreal. But definitely, like this is a turning point because we're yeah. starting to get back to a normal even though we're covering a little bit more. I could say we're kind of getting homesick for a new normal, for, from the new normal back to the yes. regular normal. And you have a song called Homesick. I do indeed. Tell me a little bit about <laughs> See that. See what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's a song I wrote early this year, actually, right before everything kind of shut down. Yeah. It was one of the last songs I co-wrote before COVID. And With who? with one of my friends called Daniel Ornelas. He is a phenomenal writer and producer. And I, this song I actually wrote in Spanish first. So I had the um, melody and chords for the, the verse and a little bit of the chorus. And it was actually in Spanish first, which is kind of funny. But then, you know, turned it into English. But it does have those 
Latin vibes under for sure. There you go. Always bringing them in. But when so when you write something in Spanish and translate it to English, do you have to usually reword the, the yeah. syntax? Everything? Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a little bit of a different story. Same feeling, but different story. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. That's cool. And you're gonna perform it for us, right? I absolutely will. All right. <laughs> My band needs to be called Go with the Flow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is homesick. Our love on the 